Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Rushville. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Rush County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Good morning. It is Friday, October 20th. It's five minutes after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. There's a new Bloomberg morning, morning consult poll out, and it says that Donald Trump holds a lead over Biden among voters in seven key battleground states. Those states are Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. Trump is leading Biden by four percentage points. You, you mean he leads until midnight and then the the ballot counting gets shut down and then magically the next morning he's he's losing he's, but yeah it changes well the, and polling is interesting for us to talk about and people get you know intrigued by it so we we talk about it it's of course just a snapshot of a, of a moment in time mm-hmm. but at least according to this poll and again bloomberg is not breitbart or newsmax or fox well fox news polls aren't all that friendly to trump but it's not some radical right wing organization you're mm-hmm. not always going to say well they're totally in the tank for trump and so what's interesting is in all of these states he is leading yeah so it is a trend right we're seeing this in multiple states that trump is leading now, he's leading in georgia the where he is about to be on trial mm-hmm. um the question, because so there's two things. One, it does not take in for the mass mail and unaccountable, unaccountable balloting that many of these states have. And like in a place like uh, Pennsylvania, which is on this list, that's you're talking Trump's going to be down hundreds of thousands of votes. Mark my words when this when the early votes come in in 2024, because you have no idea who's getting sending in. It's just I mean, it's like I mean, it's a joke. So he's going to have to account for that. Uh, Also, what is interesting to me is how much does this change if you were to put the name Robert F. Kennedy Jr. into Mm. the equation? Oh, right. Because he's not he's not in this poll. Now, he came out the other day for reparations, which is going to just crush him. Yeah, I saw that. And I think that seemed like a big misstep. Here's the issue that we're going to have with Kennedy. Now, his name is Kennedy, and we've talked about how there will be people who will be loyal to that. He is very, very, very uh, beloved on many things like medical freedom, vaccines, etc. However, once regular people actually get to know some of his extreme views on the environment mm-hmm. and some of his views on things like the reparations, he's not going to be nearly as popular as people are led to believe that he's going to be because no one knows about where he actually is on stuff. It's it's just, you know, oh my gosh, it's Robert Kennedy's son and he's a good looking guy and, you know, he goes on all these shows and he gets softball questions and, you know, he's pro-medical freedom. But I would be interested to know once Kennedy, who is clearly going to be running for president, he will be in the uh, on the ballot in all 50 states. Once he is in, put into this equation, how does this poll actually look? Okay, so in these seven swing states, 49% of the voters said that the reason that they're leaning towards Trump is because of Bidenomics. Yeah. 
However, this poll was done, I believe, before October 7th. So I'm really curious about what's going on in Israel, how that's going to start affecting the polling, because three out of four of Americans support Israel in the war against Hamas. But according to another poll, let me pull that one up. It uh, It's from YouGov. It says most Americans disapprove of Biden's handling of the Israel-Hamas war, 56 to 44. Well, there's nothing... There's nothing Biden's going to do in any part of his presidency that you're going to go, wow, that was really sharp. I can't believe he pulled that rabbit out of his hat. Mm -hmm. That's boy going to just skyrocket him up in the polls. The Democrats are going to run on the uh, campaign of fear and intimidation. The whole thing is going to be if you, uh, you know, it's going to be the pro-abortion crowd. The You know, I mean, just uh, the problem with things like Ukraine and Israel is it takes these fringe issues that the Democrats try to make the issue. Mm-hmm. And pushes them down. Right. It pushes them down. Now, I'm not trying to say that abor- abortion is not an important issue. Clearly it is. But I'm saying in terms of issues that the majority of Americans put front and center, it's just it's just simply not one of them. Po- polling shows that. There are many Americans, it is their issue. I'm not disputing that. But what I'm saying is in terms of, if you look at polling of of collectively that is not a front and center issue the democrats try to make it that sort of issue because they can motivate people to vote for biden who have no other reason to vote for biden this stuff though these these international issues etc take all the oxygen out of that Mm -hmm. and so it hurts biden well you know what but you also had kevin mccarthy when he's talking about speaker of the house like we need a speaker of the house now because of Israel. Right. So he's, you know, the Republicans are using it as well. Well, they are. But what I'm saying is there's no, there's nothing Biden's going to do with Israel, even if Israel is successful, that is going to make it better for him because people see and hear these press conferences that he gives. They hear the stuff on Air Force One where he's dawdling incoherently and there's any ways and he trails off and then when he is forming coherent sentences he's telling uh hamas you need to aim better and Mm -hmm. people are just like dude you are the worst at everything well and a lot of people are very concerned about his request to congress about the 14 billion for israel the 60 billion for ukraine because he's still asking for more money for ukraine the 10 billion for humanitarian aid the 7 billion for the indo-pacific the 100 million for gaza the 14 billion to process illegals faster at the border which he should have been on top of that a long time ago but uh A State Department spokesperson even came out and says that there are legitimate concerns that the Hamas terrorists are going to divert that $100 million aid package intended for Gaza and the people in Gaza and give it to the the terrorists. I mean, duh. Like, did they pinky swear on it? I think the, the, the concern the Israeli government has, and they've said this publicly and they certainly said it privately to us, is that any assistance that goes in will be diverted once it's inside Gaza. That there is not a there's not an Israeli military force in Gaza. There's not a UN peacekeeping keeping force in Gaza. The people with guns inside Gaza are Hamas. And so Hamas may try to divert this assistance and keep it from getting to the civilians who, who it is intended for. We think that's a legitimate concern. Uh, we've made clear that this aid needs to go to innocent civilians and not Hamas. We're going to be watching very carefully uh, how it's delivered um, because we want to be sensitive to those concerns, which we share. 
This is like saying I'm very concerned that when Kev goes to the Franklin Towney Bar on Saturday night, he might be drinking. <laughs> I mean, right. it, it, like That's it, what he's going to do there. It, exactly. Yeah. If you send money to Hamas, they're going to use it to blow things up and kill people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what? Giving them another hundred million dollars of UX taxpayer money. It's our money he's sending over there. It's the sort of appeasement that is making people disenchanted but with the, him. But the money doesn't mean anything to him, nor does it mean anything to anyone anymore. It's just numbers on paper. It's like literally a, a real life, it's turned into a real life version of Monopoly. Oh, boardwalk costs how much? Okay, cool, I'll buy that. Oh, there's a hotel on there? Oh, sure, no problem. Oh, what? I went bankrupt? Well, I guess I'll just start the game over and play again. It, it, there's, It's all made up anymore. It's the real life version of whose line is it anyway, where the game's made up and the rules don't matter. So the U.S. State Department has issued a new worldwide caution to Americans traveling around the world as things rage on between Israel and Hamas. I know that you would never leave the country, but does that, uh, I don't know, does that concern you at all, a worldwide caution? Well, I mean, caution to what? Hey, it could be dangerous out there. You better better be alert. Well, I mean, what, what is that, a worldwide caution? What does mm-hmm. that mean? Pay more attention. Uh, but uh, to what? Like, if you... If you choose to leave the country, mm-hmm. Wait, that's I mean, shouldn't, on you? That, shouldn't that be on your front and center every time? Like I'm in a country where I don't have basic rights or freedoms that I do. And I mean, the, I have no idea why anyone would leave the country right now. I've not, or well, leave the country. Period. But you know, I on my tombstone, it will say, "Proudly never left this country." So it's did not did did not die an international incident. Got what he deserved on U.S. soil. So thankfully, we have the State Department to give us these warnings. <laughs> this one came just two days after they issued an advisory for Americans to not travel to Lebanon. But remember, they did this when Bush was president after 9-11 for like two years where it's uh, breaking news. Now it's an orange level. What does that mean? Well, you need to be orange level of concern. Now it's yellow. You need to be yellow level of concern. What does that mean? You need to be yellow level of concern. None of it makes any sense, Casey. There's no rhyme or reason to any of it. They just pull it out of their ass as they're going along. So here's another foreign policy screw up, though, from the Biden administration. And this one, this one I find upsetting because they should have known better. Yeah. And not only did they have those 13 Marines killed in that botched Afghanistan withdrawal. But they're also, they they were doxing the Delta Force and publishing their faces. Yeah. This is the White House media team out identifying the Delta Force with this image. It had hundreds of thousands of views and then they pulled it down. They they removed the post. But like these are the people that are going to go in and try to save Americans, save hostages. And the buffoons that are running the, the press in the White House are putting their faces out there. They're putting these people in danger. Now, your, your broski is uh, pretty involved in service to the country, right? Yes, he's I, he's very involved. Yeah, I, I was I would be curious. Have you talked to him about how he feels about something like this? Because I think he would probably have a very hot take, uh, given his experience in uh-huh. service to the country. Oh, I'm sure he has a real hot take on it. Um, I, I'm going to be spending some time with him coming oh, up. How exciting! So I'll I'll get lots of 
hot takes yeah, and information from him. Show research, right? Yeah, show research. That's it exactly. So, I mean, I, I have to imagine that he is just beside himself. Yeah. Uh, so, I have a question for him. I'm just going to hit you with this, like, right now. Yeah. Uh, in case he's no idea I'm about to ask this question. Look, you should I see, can't out anybody or what their position is. You should see the is. look on her face. Like, there is terror. On, well, it because is, that's it, a, it's part of protecting. I mean, like, this even, is my brother we're talking about. Yeah. And while I would love to tell our listeners what he does yeah. and what his daughter does yeah. and what his wife does, I'm not going to out them for their safety. Casey, all I was going to ask you, settle down, woman. But, settle down. Woman, woman, se- stop. Our own president can't do that. Uh, yes, we understand, but okay, I, am, go ahead. I am far more competent than Joe Biden, Casey. Clearly. Okay, uh, go ahead. All I was going to ask you <laughs> where we're going was did we have enough voicemails to do two segments of voicemails or do we want to wait till 11? It turned into some rant. You you went in a totally different direction. If, like like if I want to be yelled at for doing nothing wrong, I'll just go home, Casey. <laughs> Are you kidding me? She doesn't yell at you. No, we have enough for one segment. Okay. But what do we do? What do we, we do? We have to talk about Travis Kelsey's latest admission. Oh. It has nothing to do with Taylor Swift. Yes. Okay. All right. That's coming up. Ninety three WIBC. After 11, it's Kendall and Casey I mean, on 93 you, WIBC. You were like unhinged, lady. No, please. Coming from you. Hey, Pot, this is Kendall. I was just black. trying to ask you like, if we had enough <laughs> listener voicemails to do a segment. And Casey, if you missed last segment, just launched into some just just rant about me mm-hmm. potentially outing her brother in the government. It was yeah, like, I felt the tension. I, mean, what, I, I think what I'm the traumatized. Hell was that? All I was trying to say was, do we have enough segments, uh, new voicemails for two segments? And it was like, remember that? Uh, you ever seen the movie Field of Dreams? Yeah. Where they're go- they go to the James Earl Jones and Kevin Costner go to the ball game. Mm-hmm. I think it's in I think it's uh Fenway. They go to Fenway yeah. Park. Yeah. And he's walking. Yeah, he's walking down the thing and he asks him what he wants and he goes, James Earl Jones. Goes, I want people to leave me alone. This cold big thing. Think for he, themselves. It's my favorite part of the whole movie, and he finally looks at him and goes, They're at the concession stand. No. What do you want? Oh, dog and a beer. Dog and those beer. guys from the concessions are just sitting there looking at him mm-hmm. like, what is wrong with this guy? That was totally you. That, you know what? I? That's the clap Yeah, when he does that. Yeah. Hey, did you see this article about America's best and worst fast food chains oh. in every state? Oh, wow. So somebody did this survey and they found that they analyzed burgers, pizza, donuts, chicken, Mexican restaurants wow. all across the country. And they identified this place as America's favorite fast food chain. Like collectively. Collectively across the country. By, so they asked people, what is your favorite fast food chain? Mm-hmm. Okay, very good. And then they found out that in 34 of the states, yeah. this place was number one. Okay, well. Any so, guess? Uh, see, this is Because I know you don't read the template. I'm, right, I'm, no, I, I've read none of this. I'm thinking uh, that you haven't seen this. No, 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 no. This is a perfect segment. I'm just like a listener here. Um, okay, <laughs> so I would say my gut instinct says, because I don't know, it, price doesn't factor into this, right? It's not because... Okay, so price factored in, I would say McDonald's because it's universally like vanilla ice cream. However, I'm wondering, is it like Chick-fil-A? <gasps> it is Chick-fil-A. Oh, oh my gosh, I got it right. Yes. yes okay. Very perfect. good. Okay, and they also analyzed which is the worst favorite. And then price is, again, not a factor mm-hmm. in this. Correct. I might actually say McDonald's then. I think, yeah. uh, I'm going to say Hardee's. No, I don't think Does you Does Hardee's got... still exist? Is it yeah. Still, I think... And it's not good. I don't think... <laughs> It's Kevin's least favorite. I don't think that you would get this. It's Papa John's. That's not fast oh, wow. food. That's pizza. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if I count that. that. Pizza counts as fat. No, you don't count pizza as fast food, do you? 
Uh, McDonald's and Burger King, they were tied for the lowest in the burger category. Oh, oh well, okay, that's what I was thinking of. So, so I was did, right. You did pretty well. You did pretty well. Five Guys, apparently America's favorite burger joint. Um, that's pretty good. Here, Okay, so here are here's my thing with Five Guys, though. It's so expensive. It is so expensive. It's and they so, give you they give you way too many fries. Yeah, they, they do. They just give you a whole sack of fries. I don't really need that much. You could but die. their shakes are really good. Uh, yeah, I need to try that. You could you could die from just eating the French fries. I feel like yeah, you're at risk. Not like literally die, but I, when you eat those fries, then you've got a burger there. You got to eat too. Yeah, your arteries are clogged. Yeah, and it's awful. It's just, uh, <laughs> but 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 cost was not. Nope. A part of this. So Chick-fil-A has an 85% satisfaction rating. Oh, yeah. Rating. I could totally see that. Yeah, absolutely. Everywhere else, though. Um, also, did you hear what Travis Kelsey said? This has nothing to do with Taylor Swift, so I figure, like, it's it's a safe oh, okay. topic for you. No, but uh, I, he also really annoys me, so but go ahead. Okay, so he was on this podcast, which he does with his brother. Uh-huh. It's called New Heights with Jason and Travis Kelsey. Oh, how exciting. Of course, the football players, they need a podcast. Yes, absolutely. Because why wouldn't they? Mm-hmm. They were talking talking about their childhood and yes. Travis admitted something that his mom did to him oh. when he was little. Oh. Any idea what that was? <laughs> Do I want to know? <laughs> well, let's take a listen. She eventually got pissed up and sick of us getting lost and she put me in a a backpack? Leash. Yeah. Oh, I had, I had you, the leash. you did the international I was a leash kid. symbol yeah. for backpack. I didn't yeah. know. Yeah, well, that's what it was. It was a harness. You put it around your shoulders, you'd connect it twice. Yeah. So you were like. I was a leash kid. Wow. Just dragging my parents across the entire. <laughs> well, first, 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 first of all, I love that that's his brother, mm-hmm. right? And he acts like he has no idea of what it took place in their childhood. So that's interesting. Two, I saw somebody. Uh, Gabrielle and I, Gabrielle and I saw somebody doing this. Did you guys have a conversation about that? Yeah, like we parenting? laughed at it. We were chuckling about how hilarious that is that the kid is on a on a, a leash. On a leash. Yeah, and I guess that's that's a thing. That's a thing. Did you do that to your kid? Absolutely not. I, I was never a leash kid, but I've seen kids on leash. Yeah, this before. was literally. It looked like walking a dog, mm-hmm. but the, it was on a child. Yep. Which I, you know, I I'm, think it's like kids with ADHD or something, and they they just wander off and. It or, seemed kind or of an unattentive parent. Yeah, I mean, it seemed kind of demeaning to me. I, I think so. No, well. I get yeah, maybe may, it's just the parents. But fault. I get, I get, as you kept saying though, there may be kids with certain, you know, afflictions or whatever that maybe it is hard to corral them. Mm-hmm. And if you got to go out into a crowded area or something, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. But I mean, I saw that and this this kid did not look like that. This this so child looked very well behaved. You, you know, very this well could behaved. Be a, a safety thing, like if you're if you especially if you have multiple children that you're keeping track. Okay, of. so let me ask you about this. So we have uh, we call it the bouncer. I don't know if that's the actual name for. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bouncy chair. Put your baby in Mm -hmm. and they bounce up and down. Uh, Olivia has reached the point now where she is so big that she can slide out of the bouncer. Mm. Well, it has a buckle system Mm -hmm. where you can buckle the kid into the bouncer so that they can stay in the... Is this the... Am I doing the same thing? Yeah, no, I think that's okay. Is that okay? That's safety. You're just making sure they're okay. That's not like putting my kid on a leash, even though it's got... I don't feel like that's the same at all. Okay. Because you would put a seatbelt or you put her in a car seat in the car, right? Okay, I just want to make sure. But does this make you more endeared towards Travis Kelsey or does that make you... (laughs) Why would I be more endeared because Because, this guy had a leash as a kid? That is potentially something embarrassing about your childhood, and he admitted it. 
Like this, this, uh, this is something that I went through. No, I think he's even even bigger doofus than I thought before. <laughs> His stupid Pfizer commercials, and he doesn't he do Bud Light commercials too? I mm-hmm. mean, it's like a, no. I think the guy's a complete doofus. Casey, yeah. At the risk of losing life and limb, I'm going to ask you. Yeah. What's up, Rob? <laughs> Would you like to do voicemails when we come back? Yeah, let's do it. Great. It's Kendall and Casey. Why did you just do that the first time? <laughs> 93 WIBC. your voicemails in just a sec. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So the last segment, we were talking about how Travis Kelsey came out and said that he was a leash kid growing yeah. up. And a lot of people wanting to weigh in on yeah. this, saying that it's a safety precaution, especially for children with special needs. So I have a very good friend who texted me, and they have uh, adopted a couple of children from China. And mm-hmm. he was saying that when we went over there to get them, etc., we had the the used that because or when they've gone back i guess i I should probably say uh either way it doesn't matter anyway because this child is prone to wander off Mm -hmm. and they said it's uh, it was on the wrist with the one that he sent okay rather than a backpack Uh, yeah the one i saw yesterday though i'm sure it's like a harness yeah they make all sorts of different types of it so like we had speculated for certain kids who have afflictions ailments maybe prone to you know wander off whatever then um disabilities etc that might be what it's for. As uh, Kevin pointed out, Travis Kelsey doesn't have any of those other than he's a moron. <laughs> yeah, uh, somebody said that uh, the child has mobility yet can't wander off or be put in dangerous situations. It was startling to see, though, and maybe it's because it was like it looked to me like it was around the kid, mm-hmm. like it looked legitimately like a like a you were walking a dog. Maybe that's what was like startling mm-hmm. for me. Like I would think the one that my friend here sent me it was on the wrist so i think you could walk pretty closely and it wouldn't i don't know maybe it was just the appearance that that kind of stood out to me i I don't know yeah but kelsey is an idiot yeah well let's get to some of these voicemails um you had made a comment the other day about the humanitarian aid going to gaza yeah and you had you mean hamas hamas and your comment was something about um soldiers and in war and they're there to win wars and yeah. they're a fighting, killing machines. The U.S. military is trained to be a fighting, killing machine. We are not trained to be nation builders, which is why every time we try to do that, it blows up in our face. Somebody called and wanted to give you another opinion on that. Rob, you're, you're a little bit wrong on the humanitarian side of what the military does. Uh, the military, especially the Army and the Army Corps of Engineers, and they, they do humanitarian efforts on all occasions that relate to nat- the natural disasters. Um I typically work with the 249th Engineering Battalion, who is prime power. Stop, bring- stop, stop. They're do- he's doing the thing again. They don't listen. They don't listen, Casey. <laughs> they don't listen, and nothing pisses me off more than this. What did I say? I didn't say they can't do it. Mm-hmm. I said they're not designed to do it. Okay. The U.S. military is designed to be a killing machine. Now, you people can be mad at me about that all they want. It's what we do best. Seek, kill, destroy. That's why do most of the stuff, it's bombs, it's guns, it's missiles. Every time we get into large scale humanitarian stuff, Iraq, Vietnam, whatever, Mm -hmm. how does it work? Yeah. How does it end? Not good. Never ending. Exactly. Without a, without a complete, you know, what is success? People hear what they want to hear. 
and then they just go with whatever. I'm not playing the rest of the phone call because that pisses me off. Mm-hmm. I didn't say they couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I didn't say they're not capable. We have great people out there who are willing to do it. How does it almost always end in this stuff? Not good because that's not the premise of the military. All right. This one, this next phone call is right in your wheelhouse. Uh, somebody calling about talking about local government overspending. I know how much you love the spending by local government. I've got one for you that I've been thinking about calling you for several weeks. The Plainfield Guilford Township Library that was just completely remodeled two years ago and looks and smells brand new is currently being remodeled again. So I just don't understand why on earth that they would need to remodel something that they had just finished and looked brand new. Oh, that's right. The library needs to spend all the money they get from the state through real estate taxes. And this is the laughability of the argument from people like Jim Lucas who are like, but if we affected the property taxes, how would we fund the local governments? As though there's no wasteful spending or excessive spending or room for cutting that could possibly go on. It's either that it's either uh, fund them to where the stuff like this guy is talking about mm-hmm. or it's some dystopian existence. No, there's a middle ground. There absolutely is a middle ground where essential functions can take place but like this guy's talking about we're not rebuilding the library you know every two years like there has to be some middle ground that we can afford to keep people in their homes yet the government can continue to function like there has to be a point where these two things come together i'm curious is this sort of a with with the budget is this a use it or lose it like, oh, this money's in there, and if we don't no, use it no, now, no, no, we're no, going to no, lose no, it. No, 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 no. I mean, I don't know how every fund works with a, a library, but with property taxes, that money comes in, and it can go into a general fund, and they can mm-hmm. use that. But if you look at your school systems, why are you seeing in almost every central Indiana school corporation out-of-control construction projects? Because they have so much money that is flooded in in the post-COVID era with these property taxes they can just use it and they know it's not going away anytime soon. All right, we've got Susan Beckwith who's going to join us for our Mind Your Manners segment. But before we get to that, one last oh. phone call. Casey, love you. Uh, Kevin, you're cool. Rob, you're, well. Thank you. Anyway. Thank you. <laughs> Perfect. I couldn't have said it any better myself. Susan Beckwith is next. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. just not fit for decent society (laughs) and so we brought in our own expert to try to make you better humans throughout the weekend Mm. she's former miss indiana her name is susan beckwith and the segment is known as mind your manners susan we're doing dating etiquette this week and look you're lovely you're wonderful i do question your expertise on this topic though because you married micah 
Oh, goodness. Well, it was so funny because I feel like I've really held off on doing this particular topic for a while because I haven't dated anybody in 21 outside of Micah in 21 plus years. Now, many people would say that you should be continually dating your spouse. So, oh, Micah, get it together. Yes. Casey, I'm so glad that you had uh, you had said that because I've been a little hesitant to talk about this topic mm-hmm. because there's so many directions that we could go. And I have some basic kind of manners, you know, the, the segment from a truly etiquette perspective. And then I have some personal thoughts that I hope we get to at Oh, let's get to the personal stuff. All right, r- real quick. I'm going to just tee it off here and then I'm going to let Susan take it from here. Does that sound good? I'm going to make an opening salvo <laughs> and then we're going to go from here. All right. Okay. Uh, okay so In my- other words, you're going to drop a bomb and then run well, away. No, I'm just, oh, no. I'm, I'm just gonna say. I here talked what, to my daughter this morning, and she goes, "Oh goodness, it'll be interesting <laughs> to see which direction they go in." <laughs> All right, Susan. So here was my approach to dating. Let's get in a room. Let's drink as many Long Islands as we can, and let's see where it goes. Was that a good or a bad approach to dating? Well, that is on my list where I put uh, don't overindulge when it comes to alcohol as well as what you share. So, no, uh, I, I, I don't know if I would advise that. Uh, overindulging generally doesn't end up going well. <laughs> okay, well, then what is the expert advice? Okay, so these are very basic. I tried to think of things that were applicable to both men and women. Number one, do not be late. That will start things off on a poor note right from the Mm -hmm. beginning. No respect when you do that. Absolutely. Casey, do you remember your first date with your husband? (laughs) I don't know if there was one, to tell you the truth. (laughs) Well, you just went, skipped skipped the previews and went right to the movie, huh? Well, well, much like you and your beautiful wife, we met at work. Oh, yeah, okay. So... Yeah, all right. Uh, so I was going to ask if you were late at your first date, but apparently, um, were you his boss or was he your boss? We were neither at that uh, time. Oh, okay. We were good. bosses then. Very good. We were young and dumb. Uh, okay, so always be on time, right, Susan? That's the big one. Yes, don't be late. I, I feel like this next one, I am a broken record, and I'm okay with it because I feel like I'm going to start a whole campaign um, about put your phone away because yeah. it's is just causing such a breakdown of all of our relationships and it's especially rude on a date when you're really trying to get to know someone and you want to be very intentional so just don't even bring it out (laughs) you know what susan you know what bothers me so much about the phone and this isn't even just dating this is anything this is with your friends with your boss whatever when they hold the phone in their hand and then if it rings or they get a text and they look at it and then they say oh no i don't need to take that like oh you passed i'm going to continue my conversation with you because you're more important than what's on the phone yeah, they're just so distracted. I mm-hmm. feel like if you don't even get it out, you know, there was just a time that we functioned without them. So it's become an addiction. And I, I'm preaching to myself as well. But I know that I want to be more intentional with, you know, whoever I'm talking with, my kids, my spouse, my friends, you mm-hmm. know, you know, there's just there's generally nothing that is that urgent that you have to have it 24-7. Uh, Susan Beck with us, our guest. It's Mind Your Manners. We're doing dating etiquette today. So here was my approach to dating, Susan. Are you ready? Are you ready? <laughs> Ready for this? Can you handle this jelly? I'm about to lay down for you. Come on, 
on, Beyonce. All right, here we go. <laughs> so my approach to dating, especially first dates, was to ask as many questions to the person as I possibly could. That way, they didn't have time to try to figure out what a complete train wreck that I was, <laughs> and it actually made them think that I cared about them. How about that? Tell me about that. Well, that is on the list as well. <laughs> nice way to hide your issues, Rob. Yeah, no, it, it, you do want to ask good questions, and you want to be a good conversationalist. And so the thing you don't want to do, though, is pry or oh. really try to dig into past relationships. Uh-huh. You want to keep it to questions where you are generally just trying to get to know one another. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. amazing. It took it so long to go well for me, given that I did all the things Susan said don't do. Don't drink excessively. <laughs> don't ask too many questions. <laughs> don't look at your telephone. <laughs> I'm, I was. I failed all of these. Susan, uh, if I'd have met you 20 years ago, my life might have been markedly different. I, just, I failed every <laughs> single one of these. This is why Mind Your Manners is so important. Yes. And we uh, hopefully help a lot of others to come. All right. So what's next? Okay. So I, I this one, um, well, we'll get to the last one. The next one is so basic, but I have to say it, just using good table manners. And if you're like, what exactly does that entail? I mean, there are endless resources that you can use, but just brushing up on those. That is the way you eat and behave while eating says just a lot about your personality. Mm-hmm. Like, don't put a straw up your nose. Don't, uh... Yeah. I mean, just not being rude. I, not chewing with your mouth open. I mean, there's just a lot of gross things you can do while eating. So just brush <laughs> up on good table manners and, you know, making sure that you're presenting yourself in the way that you want to be perceived. So, you know, if you're like, what exactly does that entail? Um, you can sign up on my website. I'm going to be doing a dining one-on-one, one-on-one class coming up. But there's endless resources that you could, you know, check out so that you are prepared. All right, you told us there was one more left. Okay, so this is one I'm anxious to kind of get y'all's feedback on is following up after a date, even if, you know, you're not going on a second date. I feel (laughs) like that shows that you're a good person, that there's no intention of hurting anyone. I think ghosting is just a... is not good. <laughs> yeah, so th- thanks uh, for the consideration. <laughs> I keep following up in some capacity. I had a lovely time, you know, and then if you, it is somebody that you want to pursue another date with, then obviously it's that's a great time to have that conversation. But if it's not somebody that you don't, you know, see a future with, just thanking them for, you know, going on a date with you and that you wish them the best. How, what is, what is the time frame? Is it like the three-day rule? You got to wait three days. No, see, I feel like that's too long, but maybe I am wrong on that. Like I said, it's been 21 plus years since I've dated anybody outside of Micah, but I just feel like three days is a long time not to hear from them. What do you guys Oh, Susan, they're playing so many games now. Oh, goodness. Well, I'm glad I'm not uh, (laughs) having to deal with that. Okay, so where did Micah take you for your first date? I, I, I don't think I know this story. We went to the Fort Wayne Zoo. Oh, that's a good one. See, that's pl- that's plotting because then that way, Micah, if it didn't go well, Micah didn't have to talk the whole time, and that way the animals could be the entertainment. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. Yeah, we went. Uh, we were we met in college. We were students at Huntington University, so Huntington's just south of Fort Wayne. So we uh, we had a lovely time. We dated. Um, goodness, I was 
almost 19. So I started dating him when I was 18. So how, how, how long did it take you to realize this guy is totally full of it and I've been conned? <laughs> oh, no. I'm totally... 21 years. <laughs> you know what really sold me on him was when he was like, love is a choice. And there are going to be days where we do not like each other, but I will choose to... And I, I just love that messaging because, you know what, you go through a lot of seasons, you know, in, in your relationships. And so I love that he was like a very dedicated, you know, individual. So I, I was smitten from the beginning. Uh, okay, so you wanted to rant at the end, is that right? I do, I do. Okay, so. Are you going to, wait, 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 wait. Are you going to be mean? Because I've never seen a mean version of you. Is this like a, is this like a Rob rant or is this like a Susan version of a rant? I think I have quite your, your yell down or that I don't, I would cause some issue with the speakers. I don't know if it's going to be mean. I'm sure there are going to be people that don't agree with me, but that's okay. Perfect. We love that. Let's go. Okay, so this may differ than, you know, the Emily Post gurus that are out there, you know, her her brand. But the Belle of the Midwest brand, I have to say, say that I truly believe that women still want to be wooed. We want to be pursued. You know, I've been working for many, many years, um, so I'm a working mom, a professional, but I definitely do not subscribe to the boss babe culture, and I truly think that women still appreciate a strong, confident, masculine man. So, do the chivalrous things. I think opening doors, walk her to the door, date with intention. I love it. Tell us about your fabulous website and Facebook page. Okay, so my website is a great place to submit etiquette questions. I've been getting more and more, which I love. You can check out some fun blogs that cover anything from social etiquette, fashion, beauty, entertaining, all of the above. And I'm doing something fun today. So for anybody that actually subscribes to my newsletter on my website, it's super easy. It'll take you one minute. You will be entered into a little giveaway for a... Amazon gift card. Fantastic. Well, thank you. Uh, uh, Micah told me that he has photos of you from your Miss Indiana competition. One of those of you uh, the, is you in a like a swimsuit of some sort, and he was scrolling through his phone showing somebody, a voter or something, something, and that photo popped up, and they looked at him with a weird look, and he's like, that's my wife. Get it out of your head. Oh, my goodness. This is a true story, and I can't believe he shared that with you, but yes, it's been many moons ago, but um, I was a swimsuit preliminary winner way back um, with my Miss Indiana days. So he has one of those photos, and it's saved to his favorites. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's in a special album on his phone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Susan Beckwith, you can find her at Bell of the Midwest, B-E-L-L-E of the Midwest.com. Also find it on Facebook as well. You're the best. Thank you. Have a great weekend, guys. Thanks. You too. Now, Rob, are you going on a date this weekend? I actually am. Oh, Susan, you will love this. I'm going to dinner tonight with Tori, our doula. Uh, and Susan knows Tori very well because she works at the church. Mm-hmm. That's, that's our dating these days, hanging out with people from church. Yeah. Well, hey, those are the kinds of people that'll keep you, you know, really investing in your marriage, which is so good. I'm so glad you said that, Casey. I was going to say something, you know, I don't feel like it's solely men that need to be investing in a relationship, but I do feel like men don't always think about those little things like flowers just unexpectedly and the key is is that it doesn't even have to be from a floor it's like those 9.99 bouquets from kroger you know really work wonders so yeah. keep that in or <laughs> or susan you could take your wife to brown county for the day mm-hmm. i don't know what the third ring of hell is actually like but it probably <laughs> resembles an entire day in brown county no, i'm sure it was love it. go to the hobnob <laughs> I'm sure it was lovely. All right, Casey, take us home. All right. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. And thank you for listening today and all week long. We're going to catch you back here.
on Monday. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.